It's always angelic as Bialis, but different, not less. Just a disclaimer, on Always Angelic Aspialis, we use our lived experience to inform our content. This means we're not counsellors, therapists or the like. However, we really do find reality and a lot of understanding through using our lived experience. Really hope you enjoy this kind of lived experience content. Thank you. Hi everybody, it's Susanna from Always Angelic Aspialis. This is Season 3, Episode 6 of our podcast, and I'm so excited because it's all about aesthetics, style, fashion, outfits, colour, personality, and so much more. And on today's podcast, we have a special guest. Hello, my name's Barbara, and I'm going to be the special guest today to discuss aesthetics in terms of dress. I'm not quite sure um, what sort of aesthetic I have. Um, my... Um, I suppose my aesthetic, my style aesthetic, um, is sort of related to my work um, <clears throat> and how I feel on the day and also um, what the weather is like. For work, uh, my aesthetic is um, smart, casual stockings, um, cashmere, jumper, um, pencil skirt with um, an overcoat, um, <clears throat> usually dark colours, darker colours with a pop of light for example, um, red or um, cobalt blue or something like that, um, also with some boots. So that would be my work aesthetic. And then um, I suppose my off-work aesthetic would be something flowy, like maybe an Afghan coat. I've got a couple of those. Um, so it's more hippie-like, um, something that's comfortable and flowy, wide-legged pants with a bright um, pattern to it. Um, loose jumpers and um, um, boots again it all depends on the weather and the way I feel what about your aesthetic Susanna? yeah thanks so much for asking that I would say my aesthetic is a couple of different aesthetics I have looked up aesthetics just generally to see what they are and there are about 45 official ones so I would say uh, the aesthetics that I have include Coquette aesthetic, girly aesthetic, a bit of kinderhall aesthetic, a little bit of Barbie core aesthetic, vintage core aesthetic, and a couple of minor aesthetics as well, such as the bubblegum princess one, and sometimes the dream aesthetic as well. There are also other styles that I have which aren't official aesthetics, but I'm also into things such as fairies, fantasy. So a little bit of my um, style as well is characterised by fairyland. And maybe it's fairy grunge aesthetic as well, because that's a new one that I heard of recently. Although it isn't new, but I just heard of it, so I think it's new. So a lot of my styles are borrowed from different types of clothing. But if you want to sum up my style aesthetic, it would be if I was trapped in fairyland and I had to wear a particular aesthetic, I was given all this clothing to wear, tops and skirts and a lot of flowy, pretty things which are going to further detail, then that's how I sum up my aesthetic. If I was trapped in fairyland and I had to wear what the fairy people wear. <laughs> so the next question is, we're just going to bring up the question um, because it is, very categorised. Okay, next question is, Barbara, what influences your style? Um, it's very interesting. A lot of different um, 
a lot of different things um, would influence my style. Like I said, perhaps um, maybe some of the um, uh, things that I might um, feeds on my social media. Um, I might be inspired by the weather. Um, like I said before, if it's cold, I would go for boots and um, stockings. Um, also, um, my one of my daughters works at a um, at a um, Tree of Life store, so a lot of the clothing that she wears, I get inspired by as well. So it all depends on who's around me um, and the way that I'm feeling at the time. Um, so I, I do get inspired by my environment and the weather and what's currently at the moment. And what about you, Susanna? How do you get inspired by and what sort of aesthetic would you inspire you? <clears throat> so my style aesthetic is something that I've really revamped recently and I've made it more me. So I've been buying a lot of clothing from op shops. I went to my local Vinnie's and I got really three really nice tops, such blouses and a really nice dress. And it was really outside of my comfort zone going to Vinnie's or going to an op shop because I haven't been one for ages. But I used to op shop quite a lot a very long time ago, but because it became really trendy at one point, I stopped going because I didn't want people to think of me as a poser. And also I just didn't want to op shop because it was a trendy thing to do I, I wanted to I wanted to kind of die down a bit and I think maybe it has died down a little bit but so I've been shopping for clothing at op shops a lot of the time although I don't buy a lot of clothing when I do buy clothing it seems to be more in that niche and recently I also bought some fashion from a store in Australia called Valley Girl and they're not a store that you can buy things from online which I think is a bit strange to be honest but the good thing is They've got a physical store near me and it's really good to buy really cute, quirky things that I like from a store that sells things that aren't too expensive. And often they have a really big sale. So the other day I bought a really cute top and it was um not even $30. Like initially it was $30 and because it was on sale it was like just over $9. And it was, I was like blown away by it. So obviously I bought that and then the other day I bought... Uh, another item from that store and it was reduced on sale so it was used and on sale as well so I thought it was really good um, I try and buy things when they're on sale because I'm not the sort of person to buy things that are super expensive unless it's something that I absolutely love and then I'll buy it for price but I usually don't buy things if they're over $50 or over $100 so in saying that today I also bought and I hope they fit me a pair of uh, satin like light pink material ballet type shoes and I really wanted something similar to that and I found the ones I really wanted so I bought that and that was just under $70 so often I buy things with the price in mind um for some people that's not a like a necessity but for me it is yeah so what's the next question the next question is Barbara do colors influence your style and if they do which ones in particular Oh, look, absolutely. Um, I love colour. I mean, at the moment, from my observations of, you know, walking past through shop windows, I see a lot of beige and white, which looks really, really smart. But I'm thinking, how boring. Um, I do have some beige items in my cupboard, but I really love colour. And my favourite colours are red and purple um, and pinks. And I love to um, mix and match them with uh, with black so um, 
I, I love the bright colors, but I also love the um, you know the pastel colors. But I like to contrast them with black. So, for example, I might wear a pair of black um, wide-legged pants with, say, a really colorful red, bright, bright red top or, or a purple top, um, and other purple or, or different accessories. So, yes, my favorite colors are purple and red. Um, and then I like to contrast them with something like um, black. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting because with me, I used to be into blacks and dark coloured uh, colours for a very long time. But in recent years, I've been transitioning out of that. And I've been going the complete 360. So basically, I've been doing a lot of light pastel colours. Some of the colours are girly, some of them are just neutral. I've been into neutral colours, especially this year, just because I find it so much easier to dress and I don't really like bright colours. I don't like bright red, although today I did wear a bright red top. That was because I had been uh, keeping it in my closet for quite some time and I wanted to wear it. But yeah, this year I've been wearing a lot of white and beige and in the last couple of weeks I've been using a lot of other colours as well, so light pink and light blue and I've been trying to use colours that I usually don't wear to get out of, out of my comfort zone but also to just experiment and I know those colours suit me really well, I know anything colour wise suits me really well but I really want to get outside of my comfort zone to be a little bit uncomfortable. So those are my colours for this year that I've been wearing especially yeah light colours and I just find that like even if it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable, it's good for me to kind of get out there, get out of my comfort zone and to just try something different because most of the time it doesn't seem bad and most of the time I discover something different about myself and I think that's really important. So the next question we have on our list of many questions for this episode is... So Barbara, do you have style icons or influences that influence your personal style? When you say style icons, um, who are you talking about? So it could be people in media, like social media, like like typical influences, or it could be um, style icons, movie icons, could be people in the street, could be people you know, could even be yourself, or it could even be people that no longer uh, are alive, could be like people that are um, passed away, maybe like particular um, cultural icons or anything, just any people. Um, I can't say that um, I really follow anyone's style because my style is very eclectic but I have to say that I loved the style of Audrey Hepburn. I thought um, her styles were beautiful and um, you know her, her, her skirts and, and outfits and even her hair and shoes, she was just amazing in the way she presented herself. The same goes for um, Marilyn Monroe. Um, I really love... Um, some of the styles by um, the design, the French designers like Yves Saint Laurent, you know the little the cinched waist and the white and you know the wide skirt. I love all of that. And there's a shop in Castle Towers, um, which is called Kitty de Mort. I love those styles. They're hideously expensive. I just I can't even afford <laughs> even the cheapest thing. But they've got the most amazing, beautiful dresses that sort of um, harks back to the fifties with the cinch dresses and just the beautiful and um you know all the all the beautiful decorations that you would have on on your clothing absolutely gorgeous so um as such i think my style like like i said probably already hepburn 
uh, for number one, and then maybe the the um, designer would have been Yves Saint Laurent and Christian Dior. What about your style icons, Susanna? Who, who are your style icons? Yes, yeah, so thanks for so much for asking that question um, and passing it back to me. I would say my style icons currently isn't anybody in particular. It's more just myself as a style icon, just because I get inspired mostly by myself and mostly by my experiences and my mood and my aesthetics and just more like my inner worlds that I find myself in and especially dreams and what they represent and how I want to be storytelling to the world but maybe more so maybe storytelling to myself and what story do I want to be telling and maybe what fantasy land do I want to be embodying or maybe pretending to come from. So I would say there aren't any particular style icons that are 100% or mostly or partially influenced although sometimes I do get inspired by people online so there is um, a couple of people that I do follow one in particular is called Kellen and she is a UK-based influencer and she does a lot of coquette slash feminine slash girly slash designer slash girly slash pink slash dreamy outfits and sometimes my inspiration comes from her but that's very, very rarely. I do try and take the lead in terms of my own style and aesthetics. And I try and just make sure that I'm embodying someone who is me. And I'm not trying to copy someone else. Although I did really like some of the people that you mentioned. Like Audrey Hepburn, Marilyn Monroe. Uh, I don't think you mentioned Chanel. But I do like Chanel fashion. Although it's very expensive. I do love their classic bag from the 1980s. Although I can't afford it. Well, I can't afford it, but it's not something I'm wanting to buy right now. And in terms of like TV stars or characters from books or TV shows, there isn't anybody in particular that I'm gravitating towards. Um, but that's really surprising because in the past, I definitely was gravitating towards pop culture and books and TV shows. Like at one point earlier this year, I was um, embodying... Uh, Beatrix Potter and Mary Poppins a little bit if anybody was following me on my Instagram but right now I'm trying to be more myself and more Susanna so often that takes place in what I call my fairy land fairy tale fairy girl aesthetic it isn't a particular aesthetic it's more like a bunch of different aesthetics plus my own twists and personality on them so with with saying that I would say that there's so many things that come into play with um, aesthetics and and what they represent. So I feel like when you're trying to find your aesthetic, it's important to uh, go with trends or go with styles that make you feel comfortable, make you feel happy or that you know look good on you. So with me, I work really well with an A-frame, you know, an A-line skirt that kind of is goes out a little bit at the bottom and it's got a bit of a frill on the bottom but isn't overly frilly or isn't just one particular like up and down shape and with um with tops and dresses I try and make them comfortable so if they're kind of cinched at the waist then that really works for me and even with cardigans if they're a little bit oversized or a little bit um streamlined then that's good for me but I try not to wear bodycon or I try not to wear things that are too tight most of the time, that doesn't work out for me, and I just want to wear things that make me feel comfortable. Um, Barbara, do you have any style tips on people trying to wear things that are comfortable for them and that look good in them? Style tips. Um, 
I suppose anything that's um, loose and flowing. I mean, you know, some people say, oh, it's loose. It looks a little bit frumpy on you and, and you know, it has no shape. But if it's flowing and if it's comfortable, if the, the colour is bright and breezy and if the material is soft and silky and flowing, then it doesn't really matter. If you're comfortable in it, you wear it. Yeah, I think that's really important to just wear things that you want to wear and to wear clothing and accessories that suit you. Um, sometimes in the past I had heard people say to me, oh, you're dressing too childish or too girly, but like, if you if you just want to dress a particular way and you're really happy with it, then just keep on doing it. Because I feel like um, when I see on the streets, there are some people that like dress so similar to their friends or so similar to others. And for me, I want to stand out, but not so much that I'm like, it's like, aggressively sending out I want to send out a little bit in my own way I do try not to copy other people's style I just try and stay true to myself self and with um my other sub question which goes into this question is how do I make sensory um how do I make outfits sensory friendly and how do I go by how do I go about the sensory elements of my style and how does it come out into an outfit? And I would say that with outfits, trying to buy fabrics or materials that are comfortable to you that feel good is one thing. And also trying the outfit on, trying the top, scarf, dress, whatever you're wanting to wear. Try it on before you buy it. I think that's really important as well. Because often for me, things look so different in the picture, like on a model than they do in real life. Like with me, um, I'm curvy, but I'm slim. So trying to find things that suit me is really done by just trying it on. I can't predict how it's going to look just from looking at a picture online. So I would say, yeah, those are my, those are my two top tips. I might give more tips in the podcast a little bit later. I might sprinkle them about um, depending how I feel and depending how it comes out. But hopefully that's been a little bit helpful. Um, Barbara, do you have any tips in this domain about uh, how would you go about, how would you go about um, buying clothing or outfits that to your sensory needs like how do you go about how do you go about that for yourself maybe for starters um, well for myself a lot of the times I might actually see something online and so many times I made the mistake of oh it looks really beautiful on the model but which of course we're all different sizes and shapes it looks completely different on me um, depending on how it looks on the model so I think the best thing to do, I've, I've actually gotten out of that habit now of if it looks really lovely on the model, it's probably not going to look like that on me. The best thing, I suppose, is to go and try it on. And one thing that I, one rule that I really stuck to after lots and lots of mistakes was if I order something online and it comes home and I try it on, I say to myself, if I am in the shops in the dressing room and... <clears throat> I look at myself with this outfit on, would I buy it there and then or not? And if the answer is no, I would not buy it there and then, then I would return that item straight away rather than just keeping it thinking, oh no, I couldn't be bothered with the um, return process and I'll just leave it in the cupboard for a couple of years and then, you know, eventually it'll make its way into a garbage bag and then into a, um, a charity bin, um, which is a lot of wastage. So if I keep to that rule, does it look would I wear that and would I buy it if I was in the shops? Yes, I would. Okay, I'll keep the item. If not, then I will return it. And even if it takes a long time, at least then um, I'm going through the process and I'm not 
I haven't got something in my cupboard that I'm not going to wear and that's going to be a waste of space and end up in the um, in the bin. Um, what was your question again? Uh, you just answered my question. I did. I was going to say something more too. Um, oh, yes. Um, also, walking past shops, walking past their shop windows, and sometimes I see the models wearing beautiful clothes. So I just go in and try it on. Um, and if it looks good, if I feel happy and comfortable in it, then yes, I will buy it. If not, well, you know, um, that's okay. It might not look good on me, but it might look good on someone else. Yeah, that's right. And I feel like always just trying things on and just doing the practical side of things and just trying on physically in real life is really good as well. Um, that's something I touched on before. With me, I try not to buy things because they're trendy. I try to buy things for myself. And because I have a very low budget, um, I try to make sure that I'm buying things fashion-wise that are going to wear, that are comfortable, and that are very classic. Because I don't want to buy things that are just trendy, you know, wear them once and then I have to chuck it out or I have to give it away to charity. How I've been going about fashion this year especially is I've been looking at things from a usability perspective. So I buy things that are good quality or great quality that are not too expensive but are not super cheap either and also thinking about does this look good on me now will it, good, will it look good on me in the future like if I put in a bit of weight or if I'm a little bit bloated will it still look good it's really important for me as well and the other um, thing I wanted to mention in this particular segment is that with fast fashion I'm not a big fan of fast fashion I never have been I don't buy fast fashion most of the time the only time I do is when I'm buying from Valley, Valley Girl or perhaps from Target or Kmart. But I'm very, very specific with my look. So I try to just buy things that are from op shops. Not so much from um, vintage stores because vintage stores can be quite expensive. However, I do buy a lot of my um, personal outfits and bits and pieces from op shops. Sometimes if I have time, I would make it. I would sell it myself. But most of the time, it seems currently I do op shop when I need to. So Barbara, what's the what's one of the last questions in your notes? I do believe that that was the last question. Let's have a look. Are you sure? Uh, let's see. What does it say? Um, yeah. Do you know much? I don't know. This is this, we haven't answered this one. Okay. This question is. I'm going to say this one to Barbara. Barbara, do you know much about the co cat aesthetic? And if you don't, what do you know about it? If you don't know much about it. Coquette. No, I. I have heard of the coquette aesthetic, um, but I really don't know that much about it. So I would really be grateful if you could tell me more about the coquette aesthetic. Sure. So what I know from my um, research um, perspective about coquette aesthetic is in terms of fashion, it is hyper-feminine, hyper-girly aesthetics. And this is really broad. This term is really broad. It means... Uh, well, to me, I'm just going to go off my own lived experience for a second. It means, for me, um, feminine, friendly, no, sorry, freely, girly, vintage, uh, floaty, dreamy, fairy-like, fantasy-like. And I'd even, I'd even use the word magical. So for me, coquette means anything that is hyper-feminine, or I'll just call it feminine because hyper I don't know what exactly that means in this context because I'm not hyper anything. <laughs> um, so for me, wearing things that are coquette is wearing light pinks and light blues 
and cream and white and using the accents of maybe the trim of my top to maybe match it with a hat or hair accessory or shoes. So I try and stay true to myself but also keeping in mind with a little bit of that theme. Some aesthetics are really strict and have certain rules you have to live by but coquette is a umbrella term meaning a feminine way of dressing that is quite unique but it has a couple of different um, sub aesthetics as well. So there are other um, sorry aesthetics such as the born to die slash Americana look of the coquette aesthetic, which means a lot of white, bright blue and bright red. And that's a, a trend apparently or, or an aesthetic that is popularised in a lot of Lana Del Rey's um, born to die songs. Oh, um, yeah, so there's that. And there's also a couple of other aesthetics. I don't quite remember right now, but there is a lot of sub aesthetics as well. But with an umbrella term aesthetic, there are a lot of different um, aesthetics that fall under it. So, um, yeah, so Barbara, do you have any final, fi sorry, final thoughts before we finish up on this short podcast episode? I would just say that um, you are who you are, you're individual and special and different to anyone else. So whatever style suits you, you wear it because it looks best on you when you're most comfortable in it. Yeah, I think that's really important. On my podcast and blog, I always try and make the highlight of being different, not less, being yourself, because I think it's really important to just be yourself. And that, like, I'm trying to do that every day, especially this week and especially this past month. I'm trying to just do things in the moment and really seize the day and just be myself as much as possible, because when I'm not myself... I'm just losing who I am and it's also wasting the person I am and I just want to be my true authentic self because there seems to be in this world a lot of fakeness, a lot of pretendness. I'm just going to be myself because at the end of my day, at the end of the day, that's when I'm truly happy. So hopefully everybody has really enjoyed this special limited edition, um, I'd say bonus episode. Yeah, it's definitely a bonus episode because it's not a topic that I'd usually do. Fashion is something I usually wouldn't talk about, but it is a bonus also, because it was meant to be done last month, then it is September, so I'm just being wary of that. But hopefully you have really enjoyed it, really learned something new. Really, um, really hope you have liked it in any way. And if you want me to do a follow-up topic about any of the things we've talked about, please PM me or email me, and I'd love to do so. So this is Susanna from Always Angelic Aspialis, and this is my special podcast guest star, Barbara. Barbara, it was lovely. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. I have thoroughly enjoyed it and I really look forward to talking to you again very much in the near future. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye for now. XO, always angelic Aspialis. Goodbye for now.